Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at Yield to the King Ministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Being Justified by Faith. And today, once again, we have a guest in our studio, none other than Dr. Lay, Dr. Michael Lay. And just to tell you a little bit about Dr. Lay, he resides in the Pacific Northwest in the greater metropolitan Seattle, Washington area. And after serving with the King County Department of Corrections as an officer for 35-plus years, Dr. Lay retired. But he's not really retired because he continues to labor in the Lord's vineyard. Dr. Lay is a professor at the Bishop A.L. Hardy Academy of Theology, and he's the founder and president of New Beginnings Bible Ministries. Dr. Lay, and I kid you not, is known as the epitome of a servant leader. And I have the privilege to introduce him to you today. And let me just say, if you missed his episode on August 10th, he presented an excellent lesson on justification by faith. And today, he's going to continue with a biblical understanding of what it means being justified by faith. And if you are joining us today and you didn't listen to the first episode, I encourage you to do so with your pen and paper and take notes. So, Dr. Lay, with that being said, welcome back to Hope for Today. Okay, we want to thank you for that, uh, Sister Brown, for that uh, wonderful introduction. And we want to acknowledge you as the host on today and being the servant that God has called you to be in these last days. want to say hello to everybody, uh, whatever time of day it is out there in uh, pod broadcast land. And <laughs> just going to go ahead and move on into our lesson on today. And uh, we're going to, uh, our lesson is going to come from the section of scriptures uh, contained in the book of Romans. Uh, it's, it's a, it is a continuation of, in terms of this lesson is a continuation of our our last lesson that we gave earlier. And we're going to talk about uh, being justified by faith. We're going to talk about the benefits, some of the benefits, not all the benefits, that's uh, highlighted in Romans uh, 5th chapter, verses 1 through 11. And uh, Paul is a writer of Romans, and he and he gives us some good bits of information about what being justified by faith and its benefits is all about. Uh, and we're only going to, like I indicated already, we're just going to highlight a few of those things that, that Paul talks about. We're, we're going to look at verse 1 and says, and it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul highlights for us 
again, some of the benefits as it continues on through this section. And the first one that we're dealing with or I want to highlight is, is, is as indicated, having peace with God. We have, we have peace with God. Uh, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when you when you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and when you are justified by your faith in Him, you have peace with God at that moment. And and we're not talking about that you have uh, a kind of a quiet day at uh, around the church or at your house or something of that nature. We're talking about having peace in terms of your relationship with God. Before you or I was uh, justified by our faith in Jesus Christ and became righteous in God's eyesight, we were considered or we might consider ourselves as enemies of God. And as enemies of God, as sinners, we deserve the, the full penalty that God has outlined for those that, are, uh, that rebel and continue to rebel and not take advantage of the provision that he has made for us all to come out of sin, come out of darkness into his wonderful light. And uh, as enemies of God, we deserve God's wrath. And that wrath, now one writer, by way of talking about the wrath that is talked about in this section, talked about it as being here and now wrath. And if it was just here and now wrath, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be nothing to be concerned about. You know, as as we think about uh, people being upset with us, they may be upset with us uh, for a few days or they may be upset with us for years. But however long it is, it's only, it's only temporary. It isn't like forever. But the wrath of God that we will suffer if we uh, leave this life and go into eternal life is forever. It's not ending. It's, uh, it's you know, it just continues on down through the ages. There's no end in sight for that, for that wrath that we would receive. Now that we're justified uh, by faith, we're in good standing with God, and we're no longer considered as, uh, as being afar off from him. And that's according to Ephesians 2.17. Uh, the Bible even indicates when we become justified by our faith, it indicates as believers that we become joint heirs with Christ, that we, we have uh, rewards and uh, an inheritance that's held for us up on high, if you let me say it like this. And this, is only, this inheritance and this, this, uh, this situation of being heirs is only made possible because of Jesus Christ. And as we accept God's provision, uh, which is through Jesus Christ, and we accept him as our Lord and Savior and become justified in God's eyesight because what Christ has done, we have peace with God. We're no longer out of harmony with God. We're no longer enemies of God. We're not no longer afar off from God. We're now uh, in a close uh, relationship that can be as close, let me say it like this, can be as close as we want it to be. And that's, that's up to us. That's up to us how, how close we want to be with God. Some folks, they just want to come to church uh, once a week, and they, you know, and they don't want to pray or talk to God more than, more than at church. 
uh, and they they don't want to uh, you know spend a lot of time with him uh, because they have other things they need to do. And so some folks don't really want to get too close to God. They only want to uh, maybe get uh, so close to him that's uh, fairly comfortable. That's not uh, not impeding anything that they have to do on a daily basis. They they want to keep the Lord afar off. But as we become believers and we accept accept God's provision through for us through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can we can have a relationship that is close as we want it to be. In Romans five two, by way of emphasizing this a bit. Uh, Paul writes in Romans 5, 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And uh, one uh, part of that verse that I want to emphasize is the access. We now have access to God. We We now have access that we can get as close to God as we want to uh, do, and we don't have to. We don't have to make an appointment with God. You know, you you have to make an appointment with your doctor. You have to make an appointment, oftentimes, with your friends. But we have the kind of access that's continuous, uh, uh, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. We can have access to God. We could come into the throne room, if you will, of God. And, and we're not rushed aside or uh, told uh, by the secretary that they're too busy to see, that God's too busy to see us. And could we make it a 4-7 uh, at 365 days a year? We no longer, we no longer when we have this type of access, we no longer uh, need somebody to go and offer some type of uh, blood sacrifice for us uh, we we no longer need a mediator, somebody that can go between us and God. We already have uh, an eternal mediator, which is Christ. And he makes a way that we can just go directly to the throne room of God and be as as close and and see him as often as we would like. We can, we can uh, talk to God whenever we like. And he will listen to us. And he will listen to our cares and our woes and uh, our problems, and he'll uh, provide the answers that we need to go through life. Sometimes we might call on a friend, and they're busy, and, and they're doing other things. And then, and, and, but with, with God and with Christ, we have access with him 24-7. We can stand before the throne of God with all boldness, with all uh, righteousness that Christ has given on to us. Uh, one, uh, w- when we think about access to, we should think about, and uh, uh, let me see, is in the book of Esther. In the book of Esther, uh, uh, the, the king, uh, you ha- had to summon folks to come see him. You couldn't go just go see the king whenever you wanted to see him. Even if you were one of his many wives, you had to wait for the king to summon you to allow you to come to see him. And if you did try to uh, disturb him and go and see him when you weren't 
when you didn't have appointment, let me say it like that, you would be uh, you you could be slain, you could be you could be executed for trying to have uh, some type of access to them. And we have that kind of access we have, like I already indicated, is 24-7. And this access that we have, I want to make this a little more clearer to us, too, is the access that we have is, uh, is in another sense. In this sense, it's the same as being a full-fledged family member that we have, we can go see uh, God whenever we want as a full-fledged family member. Uh, in the ancient times that, uh, you know, I think it was in the case of Abraham, he had other members of his households that were servants and slaves that were members of his household. And those folks were not considered as family members. They were considered as household members and as uh, full-fledged family members uh, such as let's say for example Isaac that he could call on to his father and say Abba father and in Romans the fourth uh, excuse me in Galatians the fourth chapter it makes reference to this expression of Abba father this this uh, expression of Abba father points towards one your family relationship and your closeness and your intimacy and your uh, is it is also a term of endearment that you have for your father and that your father has for you, and so you could call call on on God and use that expression of Abba Father because you are completely the sons and daughters of the Most High God, John. 112 tells us that as many as receive him, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, as many as receive him, these are the sons of God, that you become a full-fledged son at the point of accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior uh, by believing by faith and being justified. You can come cleanly before God and, and cry out to him and call him Abba, Father. Uh, Galatians 4, 6 tells us that God has spirit of his son into your hearts. And so, and it says further, cry, Abba, Father. He he has, you know, he has exalted us when we, when we become justified by our faith through our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our personal savior, that he's elevated us to a place of sonship and, and the, and the only way that we become elevated to that to that point of sonship or daughtership, if you will, is uh, by accepting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, uh, and we're justified by our faith, and we stand we stand uh, clean before God, and uh, we're clean sons or daughters of the Most High God, and we have uh, access. That means that we can that we can be in His presence uh, as much as or and as often as we want. Uh, sometimes folks feel like I got to go to church to get in His presence. Uh, sometimes they think of they they have a, a big moment. They think when uh, uh, in terms of worship service it is 
when they get in his presence. And you might even watch somebody on TV, and they're talking about, oh, man, we was in his presence today. Well, I want you to know, saints of God are the most high God, that you could be in his presence there in uh, in your bedroom, in your living room, in your kitchen, uh, while you're uh, going up and down the highway. You know, you can be there with God in his presence, there with Jesus Christ any time of the day or night. So so we because of our access that we have, because we accepted him as our as our Lord and Savior, because we became justified in his eyesight through our faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians four seven says, Wherefore thou art no more servants but a son, then an heir of God through Christ through Christ. Amen. Hence, we're sons and heirs. We we have a place. We have a position in God. You know, the 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 great God of all creation, the God of all the universe, has elevated us through adoption to become one of His sons or daughters because we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We became justified in God's eyesight because of our faith in Christ. So God has elevated us. He's, he's put us in a high place, deemed us uh, most highly. He sent, he sent his son to die for each and every one of us. And uh, uh, sometimes at church we might think, we might think about, we might say to our, our fellow uh, church member about how God has elevated us and saved us and made a way for us, and we just thank the Lord for all that. Uh, that he's done for us, but I want you to know he did that for everyone. The worst sinner that that there, that you've ever known or have ever read about, God died for him too. God God died for uh, Christ died. Excuse me. Let me restate that. Christ died for for that person also. Romans uh, five seven says tells us that scarcely for a righteous man. Will one die? Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would uh, even dare to die. Somebody might. Uh, what that's telling us is one that somebody might die for someone that was deserving. That, that was deserving. But I want you to know, uh, Christ died for us. And in this section of scripture, it tells us that Christ died while we were yet sinners. Why we weren't. Why we weren't good folks, why we weren't righteous, why we we hadn't accepted him as our Lord and Savior. Christ died for us, and and God put that, that high value on us and made us important in his eyesight uh, through Christ. When, when he made that provision, he put a high value on all of us. He made, he made us all that were all so unlovable when we were sinners. To, to making us precious and lovable in, in his eyesight. We were already that, but we have to accept that what God has done for us. We have to accept his provision that only comes, uh, only comes through Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we have to uh, believe on a Savior that has come. That's the only way we can, we can get in. There's no, there's no side doors or any other doors. And, and uh, there's only one way in, and that's through Jesus Christ. When we, when we become uh, uh, 
when we accept God's provision, we're accepting the high price that God has put on our life. God has made us so very important. Uh, sometimes you might you might go to uh, a counselor or a therapist or or group or something like that or some kind of seminar and and folks uh, want to tell you about uh, about your self esteem and and holding on to your self esteem and and they try to build up your self esteem and help you feel good about some things that you do or have done. Uh, about how you look, uh, how you present yourself, uh, what you have accomplished. Uh, but God, you know, he, didn't, he doesn't worry about all that stuff. He just said that you're, uh, you know, you're precious and you're valuable, and I'm going to send my very best to save you and make a place for you that you might spend eternity with me. Uh, so in that section of Scripture, it, it's telling us that uh, about the value, it's, it's, it's pointing towards the value that God has, God has put on us. He has made us very, very precious. He has made us very, very important. And it wasn't anything we did or said that, that uh, made that so. It was just his decision, his uh, sovereignty, his, uh, uh, his grace, and his, his mercy that enabled us to spend or have an opportunity to spend eternity with us. He loved us so much that he gave his his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish and have everlasting life. God has that, that soul love for us, that uh, love that we really can't comprehend. Uh, we, we, don't, we only can talk about it and and uh, intellectualize about it a bit, but we don't really know the depth with of that love that God has for. We we may know it to a certain extent, but we don't know it in its entirety. But we can get to know it as we spend more and more time with with Christ, as we spend more and more time with God, as we become more and more familiar with Him, as we become more and more. Uh, uh, obedient servants of his. Uh, God gave his best when he, when he sent forth his son to be the savior of the world. And in that, he made us worthy, worthy to spend eternity with him. He wants us to spend eternity with us, with him. And uh, the Bible indicates that, that, uh, that God doesn't want that any should perish but that all would come to repent. He doesn't want anybody to, uh, to fail to make their way in to spend eternity with him. Uh, and and you, have to, you have to notice the value that God's putting on us and even on our time. Some people don't like to spend no time with us, but God wants to spend eternity with us. Christ wants to have us as fellow heirs with him throughout eternity not just for uh, a day or two, but throughout eternity. I asked one of my uh, granddaughters when she was about 10 about eternity and, and eternal and, and what that all meant. And I asked her about that, and she was probably around 10 at that time. And she, she indicated that eternity was forever. She indicated it was forever. And, we, and I don't know about you, but I can't really think forever. 
I don't know how far forever is. I know it's down the road there, but it's a long, long ways down the road. It's it's farther than I I can uh, I can conceive. I've only been uh, alive for uh, 72 years, and uh, that's all, that's in all truth, in a sense, that's all I know about. I don't know about being alive for uh, 85 years or 100 years. Uh, I know about being alive for 72 years, but I certainly don't know about being alive forever. Forever is a long time. Uh, Romans 5, 9 tells us uh, about being justified by his blood. We we shall be saved uh, from wrath through him. And, and uh, that's another benefit of being justified by faith is that we're spared God's wrath. We're spared eternal punishment. We're spared, uh, you know, many, many, many years and days and seconds of being being punished by God. Punishment, and I don't think I don't think we really comprehend that either, because uh, even if people that go to prison for for uh, twenty, thirty, forty years, uh, they 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 only know about that that period of time. They don't really know about what it's like to be punished forever. We don't really know what it's like to be uh, uh, punished forever, to receive God's wrath forever. But I, I want to I want to suggest to us all t- today is to grab hold of that benefit, uh, grab hold of that benefit, and, abo- and avoid, if you're not already saved, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior so you can avoid eternal punishment. I want to encourage each believer on today to uh, to continue in their obedience, continue in uh, being one of uh, one of the sons or daughters of the Most High God through your obedient Christian lifestyle. I want to encourage you to do all that because that's it. That's the way that we can avoid God's wrath. And I, again, one writer talked about being uh, God's wrath as just being here and now. I want you to know that that isn't what the scripture is talking about. It's, got, it's talking about there and then, because there and then is more uh, is more is more of a uh, penalty than being punished for a day or two or a year or so. So we want to avoid God's wrath by being obedient servants, by standing justified before Him on a daily basis. Uh, uh, by being justified before him through our belief in Jesus Christ and our responsiveness to the word of God, our obedience to the word and, and being the, the, uh, a son that, that God can be proud of that, or a daughter that God can be proud of where God can say, well done, uh, when we get to those pearly gates, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, that's the the end uh, remark about our life at that point. So uh, and by way of conclusion, uh, let's see, we, we, we had a few, we, we talked about access. Uh, first, we talked about peace with God. We talked about access, having closeness and intimacy and inclusion in, in the family of God and re, e, eternal rewards after being uh, joint heirs with Christ. Uh, also, we 
We talked about also the value that God has placed on our life through sending his son and our Savior to to pay the full price that was required by a holy and a righteous God. And the love that he has for us is beyond, uh, you know, any self-image that somebody might try to give us. And finally, we talked about escaping God's wrath or God's punishment which is, as I tried to indicate, both his love and his, his wrath are beyond what we, uh, what we can really, uh, I think, really conceptualize. Uh, at least that is for me. Maybe it's different for you, but I, but I think we, we only uh, are, get to this, uh, a certain point. We, we, don't, we haven't got to the, the full extent of his, of his love and also of his wrath. So uh, I want to encourage you to stay in his love and, and stay where we need to be. God bless you, and God keep you back in the hands of our, uh, of our hosts. Mm, Dr. Lay, what a wonderful message and so encouraging. Um, gosh, uh, you, you covered it with such clarity, and uh, you, you did your summary, but these are the – Four words that I heard that start with P, peace with God, and you use the word harmony. And then we are, we are able to enter into the presence of God, the throne room of God, presence. And then we're, we have a position uh, with God uh, as joint heirs, and then he sees us as precious sons and daughters. And I just think that is just such a, a wonderful message. Uh, and I, I, I can't thank you enough, but I'm going to just say that I'm going to have to invite you to come back. Uh, you, you teach with such clarity, and I appreciate, I appreciate your ministry and all that you do in the name of the Lord. So with that, I'm just going to close out by saying God is both just and the justifier. You talked a little bit about his wrath, but Jesus' sacrificial death satisfied God's wrath and displays his justice and justifying the sinner's who have faith in Jesus Christ. So with that, I just want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Lay. Thank you.